Hi, welcome to the We Shape podcast. Uh, I'm Katie. I'm here with Nina. And Tyler is out today. We're going to do a little bit of a girls club today. Uh, we've invited a very special guest, one of the We Shape coaches, Kaysen. Welcome, Kaysen. Thank you. I, um, you know, I was talking with Nina and Tyler, and I said, we need to have guests. We need to deepen this conversation, uh, get different perspectives. And I immediately thought of you. Oh. You've been with the company uh, now for four years. Mm -hmm. You were with the company prior to our transition into more of this mission to kind of expose and break down toxic weight loss culture. I mean, to to put it bluntly, you were with the company when we were in a way part of the toxic Mm -hmm. weight loss culture and weight loss. And so you have a really uh, unique perspective on just the, the transition for us all. And you've talked with so many of our community members. So I, I, I know that you hold kind of a interesting perspective in your mind just about the things that you, I'm sure, hear all the time. So welcome. We're excited just to have a conversation and just better understand some of these topics and uh, how they impact our community. So welcome. Yay. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> We're really excited. <laughs> so um, how's everyone's week so far? It has been good. My son, who is a toddler, is refusing to nap. So oh, that's fun. I've been frequently telling my friends and family that things are rough in toddler town mm. because <laughs> our mayor is just going crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a tough go. Yeah. I Isn't it wild? Just like I, I was talking with my friend this morning just about all the stuff we have going on with work and this and that. And then I'm like... And parenting is the wildest of it all. Oh, my gosh. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. My son's getting such an attitude, too, and I don't know where it's coming from. Like, I was telling him something the other day, and he just looks at me, and he goes, Mommy, calm down. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> what? Yeah. The things that they say to you, are like, uh, yeah, you Telling a woman me. to calm down has zero times yeah. ever worked, by the way, in case anyone's wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how was your week, Nina? Uh, it's been tough. My husband, as you know, is recovering from probably the most significant case of poison oak I've ever seen oh, anyone no. have. Mm. So he's kind of been like a mummy, just like wrapped up in bed, being miserable. So <laughs> uh, Mer- Mercury's in retrograde, as you mentioned. So uh, <laughs> just that is what's happening. I'm always like, I don't believe that. And then it happens. I'm like, I totally believe this. Like, <laughs> what? it's weird. It's like, I don't. I, I don't know if it's just a belief of convenience, but like even this week, our internet's down here at the office. We like can't get it fixed. No. Multiple people have come out. The door locks broke. Like we couldn't get into the office. No, we couldn't get in. The it, light in the elevator is broken. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so scary. What is? I know you. The elevator rides are pitch black. That, I kind of like it though. It reminds me of Disneyland. That, that one ride. Okay, but in that one ride, the elevator falls. Oh, yeah. true story, true story. And also, like, for people, like, Kaysen came in today, and she was like, didn't know that that was going to happen. And so <laughs> then she pushed the button and was, like, in pitch black. So it's a little startling. You I should have warned you. too late. Like, yeah. the door has closed. <laughs> yeah. It's, going up. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, no, it's at one scary. point, I'm like, do I need to find my phone so that way I can have a flashlight in here? Emergency. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive in a little bit. I want to, you know, one of the 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 things that's been on my mind is you know I think in the first episode I talked a little bit about just sitting with this idea around our mission and and sort of the time that I sat on that and and why we needed to go in that direction and I remember feeling pretty nervous to talk with our team about it saying like this is what I really feel called to go and it's really aligned with our product but I'm really hoping that that people can get on board with this and I remember 
we did a company meeting one time and I said, you guys, I have been sitting on this for a while and I really want to take the company in this direction and I hope you guys can see why bringing awareness to toxic body image or toxic weight loss culture is so important and it can benefit our community so much. And I will never forget that Kaysen sent me like the sweetest message after that meeting just saying like, thank you so much. This is, you know, people in our community are really going to benefit from this. Like you had your own experience with a family member working in a weight loss company and how like toxic it was. And so thank you for sending that to me because it is always like really, you're very vulnerable when you're kind of like feeling called to lead something in a certain way. And you, you don't really have any other um, inclination other than your intuition to go with it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I can't make a data driven decision based on that, that idea. It was just like, I know I need to go in this direction. So um, I don't know what came up for you that day when I said, Hey, we gotta we gotta take this company to the next level. We gotta deepen our mission and bring more awareness to toxic weight loss culture. What came up for you that day? I remember that so clearly because it it was one of those it was one of those moments where it it felt like there was like the choir singing and like <laughs> the lights and I was just like so so grateful that like this is the direction that like you're being called to and our company is being called to um, because it really isn't talked about. And I I have had some like very personal experiences with like toxic weight loss culture industry. Um, and so just hearing that that was going to be the fore- forefront of our company and something that we're really going to be moving forward towards, it was one of those moments where I just felt like so seen and like I it was really one of those times where I was like this is where I'm supposed to be Mm. like this is this like this is it like I know we've been moving towards this but just hearing it spoken out into the world and like having a lot of intention behind it was incredible and just so so important to like me personally because I just so believe in it and it's one of those things where I've I've always say like oh I don't have bad days at work anymore because I I love my job but it's one of those times where I was like now that's just like totally elevated mm. and I just love it even more um but yeah it it really it meant a lot to me um because my mom worked for a very popular weight loss company Disclaimer, she told me I could talk about that. Hi, Mom. Um, (laughs) What's your mom's name? My mom's name is Lori. Hi, Lori. She's the best. Um, How long did she work for the company? She worked there for probably like 10 years. That's a good amount of time. And it was was when I was like exiting middle school and throughout high school. So like very like formative years for me personally. What are some of the, yeah, tell us what are some of the things that you remember from her being there while you were a teenage girl growing up in this society? Well, my mom lost like 80 pounds. Wow. In, I want to say like a relatively short period of time. Um, And it was great in the beginning because she was like, wow, look at me. Like I, I did it. Incredible. But it very quickly became consuming. Mm. Like she would weigh herself like once in the morning once at night and like was so nitpicky about every single thing that she ate and like was constantly just like criticizing her body and the 
the job position was also very critical. Like they had very specific rules about once you join the company to work for it, you had to maintain a certain weight. Oh and my okay, Kaysen. Oh my God. Kaysen. I know. That is that not true. That should be against no, the law. No, it is. It 100% is. Like they, she would have a, a goal weight and if she went like too far over it, I want to say like five pounds, <gasps> she would have like a certain period of time where she would need to get back to her goal weight or she was like, put on a restriction or like her her job you could eat a burrito and be out of your goal you exactly i i I don't have it it was it was very very difficult and stressful and it you could retain 10 pounds of water like yeah what kind of rule is that i know i know that's i think i think that was one of the first times i ever like saw toxic weight loss culture did you know but i mean in that moment when so clearly See, this is what's interesting about beliefs, right? Is like you can have a feeling like, huh. But if everyone around you is like, this is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. then you go, this is what we do. This is okay. And so like, was that the consensus at the time? This is okay? Yeah, it, it, it was expected and like encouraged, especially because like, People were constantly being like, wow, you look great, amazing, wonderful, fantastic. She may have even thought it was like accountability. Yeah, or... and that's that's essentially what it was. They're like framing it as like accountability, like we're doing this for you. We're helping you. We're helping so did you. she join that company, lose the weight while she was in the company? Mm-hmm. And then was she, I mean, here's the other thing about rapid weight loss is that um, it, it it's, not a, it's not a lifestyle change, first of all. And so mm. it's... I don't know. There's like there's so many layers to like the different levels of toxicity around this like rapid weight loss. Like you know, forgetting the whole nutrient. Like I I don't. Mm -hmm. I can't. I don't even fully understand it myself. But so that for the full ten years she was working there, she was really being stringent around that five pound increase. Yeah. It. I. It may not exactly have been five pounds, but it definitely was like a small window. Window. Where like naturally your your body is supposed to fluctuate a little bit because that's bodies how, are not stagnant because that's how the human body works. Um, and yeah, it was very it was very very like micromanaged and like, and what if you gained muscle? Didn't matter. So wow. it was. I think that was the first time that I actually like l- saw it happening in real time and was like, oh, I don't. I don't think that's supposed to be the way it is because also she was so stressed all the time and she was like miserable. And so it was, it was really heartbreaking to see because she, she lost all this weight and she should hypothetically have felt great and happy and amazing, but like she didn't. And it, if anything, it just like made her even more self-conscious because not only is she like under such heavy scrutiny from the company but it's like she put all that pressure on herself as well and so being like a teenager at that time just sitting back and watching someone I love so dearly like really struggle to love and accept themselves was so eye-opening to me because then I noticed like myself doing those things and Mm. like really scrutinizing myself and it, it got to a point where I was like I don't want to do that I don't I don't like that and 
Yeah, I was so, going to say, as a teenage girl, I mean, is it even possible for you not to absorb some of that? I don't think so. I don't think, Well, yeah. because if you're not getting it from home, you're getting it somewhere else. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's just... And disclaimer, I do really believe that our parents really are, were doing the best that they know how to do, at, given the circumstances. And, like, even within the last couple of years, like, Nina and I were doing a bunch of, like, terrible fat diets. So this is, like, not something that's just, like... And I say this every episode. This is not about... We've overcome this. Here we are. This is about like help us break this down. This totally. feels bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like even before she started working from this company, like I know that like her mother passed things down to her, which got from her mother, and I'm sure it like goes on and on like that because you you can't break a cycle until you realize that you're in a cycle. Yeah. And I think that was like my mom hasn't worked for this company. It it's probably been about 10 years since she's worked for it since. Um, but even still, like she'll, she struggles with like food and will like look at foods and be like, oh, I can't eat that. That's, that's so bad. Like that's such a bad food. And I, I'm constantly trying to gently um, remind her and be like, mom, there's no such thing as good food or bad food. There's just food. And but like talking about breaking a cycle, for her to be working in a company that held her accountable for her weight, a number on the scale, all the way to you mm-hmm. being in a company that's breaking down toxic weight loss culture. Mm-hmm. So just want to sit in the Hence celebration. The choir and the yeah. <laughs> of, of that. And it does really take one person at a time. And I think that we just, you know, even last night, um, my daughter has to read for 10 minutes a night for school, and she picked this book off the shelf, and it says Bodies Are Cool. Mm -hmm. And it talks about, like, oh, I mean, every type of body that you could imagine it talks about. And she, one of the pages, all the people are in bathing suits, like at the pool, and there's, like, all different kinds of bathing suits. And she pointed to one of the bodies, and she was like, oh, like, do you have those stretch marks like that? And I said, I do. And she's like, oh, and your stomach kind of folds over right there like that? And I said, it does. And she sat with it for a moment. I watched her just pause. And then she went, that's pretty cool, Mom. And I was like, it's working. (laughs) We can do it. (laughs) It was like, because I feel bad that, like, the first part of her life, I was still in the thick of the toxic weight loss culture. I mean, even last week I was talking about how I was panicking that I was putting on muscle. And, like, even if I was putting on fat, like, it shouldn't matter. Like, my hormones are going to shift. Things are going to change in my body. That's okay. And so even, you know, it's like it's just – it, I want to be like I'm through that and it's like every day I'm just like punched in the face it's like no you're not that's a belief you're still carrying so but just wild that it, it has gone from from that all the way to you part of this part of this community and part of this effort and mission I definitely think it's one of those things where you have to actively choose to break down those ideas and beliefs because I personally I think that they are so deeply ingrained like in our culture in us as women and I'm sure so many other people struggle with that as well um it it's so ingrained to like heavily criticize yourself and like scrutinize everything that you do and like every time your body changes and it's I don't think it's the type of thing where you naturally will start talking to yourself with that kindness if you don't actively 
You have to wake up. Do it. You have to. Every you have day. to wake up and just admit that you are asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other part that's really complicated, is that breaking down the cycles and bringing awareness to it require that you admit that you are a part of it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shame in that, right? And so, like, it was hard for me to come on here and be like, Nina and I did these terrible diets oh together, God. like, you know, because I worry, like, even it's like I can look back and see how I was asleep at the wheel. Right. And then it makes me go, well, where am I still asleep? Right. So Mm -hmm. just I think, like you said, like giving yourself kindness through that process and that it's okay to admit that we were a part of that and that we're trying to figure out a a way that better serves us, that's healthier for us and for the people around us. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a journey. So, I mean, I feel like your mom being in that company and having those insane parameters put upon her could have gone many, 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 many ways. So it sounds like it was maybe probably impossible for you not to absorb some of that. But then it sounds like you came to a point where you said, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And so like, I mean, that's amazing in itself, right? That you could just pause in that. And so like, can you walk us through that a little bit? Do you remember any of those times where you were like, I, I'm not, I see her suffering in this and I'm not gonna do that or? I think the thing that really was kind of like the light bulb turning on is I'm I'm very close with my mom. I love her so much. She's definitely one of my top favorite people in the world. And it hurt it hurt me to hear and see her speak so negatively about herself Mm. because I'm over here and I was like, I love you. How dare you speak about my mom like that? Mm. That's horrible. And she used to have, like she used to have this this side-by-side photo that she cut out and put on a piece of cardboard paper that was her before and after picture. Mm. And the before picture was a picture at her, of her at, a family member's wedding she looked beautiful she's in this gorgeous dress and then the after is a picture where she also looks beautiful and she's like it's post weight loss so she's a little bit smaller but I would look at these photos and be like I don't I don't understand what why are you so upset with the first one and she'd be like oh I don't even want to look at it like let me cover it up like I hate it and it was just so it really hurt me to see her be so unkind to herself because I'm like why you're such an amazing person you're so beautiful I love you so much like why why are you being so mean and then I just thought about like well I'm also like not the nicest to myself and I'm sure that there's someone out there who loves me so dearly that if they heard me speaking this way they would be like why are you saying this about yourself like I love you so much. Like, why yeah. Why would you be so mean? And then I think I just realized that I was like, oh, I'm sure there is someone out there, but like that can also be me. Like I can also love myself enough to not constantly berate myself with, I could look like this or I could do this. Or my mom said that if I like, lose 50 pounds she'll take me to get my belly button pierced like I don't was that an actual thing that was an actual thing and what was your reply to that when she said that I was like okay but then it never happened because I was like I just rather be happy I would just rather be happy (laughs) Yeah. yeah I mean I also think about it like maybe this is I don't know I think about if I always have thought about if you wake up in the morning and let's say you have a hundred units of energy you have a hundred in your bank 
and you're living in that particular scenario, how many of the units are given to that? Probably so many. And like, I think I'd rather give those units to doing this podcast, hanging out with a friend, you know, working on our business that's driving a mission, being with my children. Like, it's wild to think about it even from like a logistical perspective like that because it's so time consuming. Mm -hmm. And there, you know, time is a resource that is not, there's not infinite time, like, Mm -hmm. you know, as a human being. And so it is, it is sad to think that the societal construct that set this up for us is pushing us in the direction where we give so much of our energy and time to something like that instead of things that could actually bring going on a hike, being in nature, connecting with, I mean, I could list a million things that would bring so much more, you know, it's like we think that this input of being this weight and working for this company and doing this thing will equal this thing. And I I think maybe we're here to say that it doesn't equal that thing Mm -hmm. and that your value and your happiness is absolutely not determined by a number on a scale, but we've been kind of tricked to believe that it is, Mm -hmm. right? And um, so, yeah, it's it's sad to think about it in those ways. And it's sad just to know that your mom had to go through that, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it would have been different if it would have been the type of thing where she actually was happy and it, it did, like, improve her quality of life. But just seeing seeing how it essentially went the opposite way and just, I mean, I, I will sometimes say that she has, like, PTSD from it like even now because she'll she'll see people who she used to work with and she'll say like oh I don't want them to see me because I've gained so much weight and I'm like mom they are not going to they're not going to notice that they're going to be happy to see you because they care about you yeah and they're not going to be looking at it and be like oh looks like she's gained weight like that's that's not that's not what people who care about you think about and it's like I have to remind her of those things because she's just been so conditioned for so many years to think that, like, that is the thing that people notice and care about is what her body looks like. It's like that's not people care about your heart. They care about who you are. And yeah. that's that's what made you so Like people important. remember how you treat them, not how you looked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think that this is what we've talked about in the last you know number of episodes is just the intentionality behind why we're doing something i'm excited uh next week we're going to have a nutritionist on i want to we're going to talk a little bit more about how do we is there a time and place for weight loss like i'm even confused by that myself like is there a time and place for this and where does intentionality play a role right because if your mom's intention was to be a number and to calorie restrict or however she got there um, that is going to probably, in my opinion, produce a very different outcome than I'm really excited to eat this meal that I put my heart into where I went to the local farmer's market and got these nutrients. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and then I'm super excited to do this, you know, workout program because I feel like I have so much less pain in my body and I'm more, mo- I sleep better and I just feel like more strong. Like those are, it's like, it's almost like, it's like you could almost have maybe even similar I don't know if you could even have similar methodologies but different intentions and then have such different outcomes right oh absolutely like I think I think the big thing for me at least personally is making that shift of being like going from oh I want to work out because I I should 
and I should work out because that's going to help me look better um, to then switching and going the totally opposite direction and being like, I actually want to work out because I know that like it feels good when my body moves. And it's like, I'm not trying to change my body, but I just want to feel good. Yeah. It was a huge difference. And it like it really it really changes the perspective of how you look at yourself and essentially how you treat yourself going forward because I know that we've talked a little bit about how like there can be some views around like movement where it like feels like a punishment and oh yeah exercise as a punishment yeah yeah and it's like it it doesn't have to be but I but I think that there's so much pressure on it because so many people will tell you that you need to exercise only to lose weight like yeah. that that's it there's yeah. like that's the end goal and that you have to do this per- it's like the other the one size fits all for me i could not be more irritated mm-hmm. with that like you know most of the time i will do some strength training but some weeks like tomorrow i even canceled my workout tomorrow because i'm like i just i can tell my body's not in the space for that right now you know maybe i'll do something maybe I- but like this whole like you have to do this this um map of it's like well maybe what works for you doesn't work for me mm-hmm. and maybe this week I'm doing yoga and next week I, it's like maybe maybe we just get to decide for ourselves and stop projecting on other people what feels good for them only you can really determine what feels good inside of your body and I think it's insane that we really rely on particular standards or everyone should be doing this type of exercise program or everyone should be falling into this diet it's like that doesn't even really make sense when you think about it well, because also when you do that, a majority of the time it just produces so much shame if it doesn't work. Which is, it doesn't work. So it, it really does just produce a bunch of shame. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, I just think the intention behind why we're doing something is so critical. And then it's so funny because I know a lot of people in our community, and I, I'd love to talk about this more because you talk to so many of our members, um, or like always talking about how do I get motivated? And I, I really am coming to believe that the intentionality again behind why you're doing something doesn't necessarily even there doesn't even really need to be necessarily motivation right Mm -hmm. I noticed that once I started shifting my intention around oh my gosh my back feels better when I go to that yoga class once a week and I feel stronger and less winded when I'm like running around with my kids if I'm doing a little bit of strength training and I'm focusing on those things it doesn't feel like I have to motivate myself it just kind of feels like I want to do that because my intention feels more aligned Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely I definitely agree with that I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed with um talking to people in our community because like you said, I do talk to a lot of people and I just, I love talking to all of them. But I've noticed that one of the threads that kind of goes through so many of these conversations is the idea of like, am I doing enough? Mm. Like I feel like people will reach out to me expecting me to tell them to do more or if they will come and they'll be like, I only did one workout this week expecting me to be like oh no like how could you but that's what they're used to yeah because that's that's what that's what they're used to but I think it always takes them back a little bit where I'm like that's okay like if you're if you're trying then you're doing and what you're doing is enough and I feel like they always expect me to have a but at the end of that and they like <laughs> but you could be doing this and it's like nope that that's a full sentence like you're doing enough Period. I, and I, and 
it does that that sentence that you just said around like I didn't do enough or looking to you to see if they did enough just highlights the construct that we're a part of which is do not check in with yourself to see what you need and what your body requires or what feels good for you it's make sure you look outside of yourself to make sure you're adhering to a particular standard and get that validation from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I would love for myself included for our company to, to push this movement through to say, it's really nobody's business what feels good for me. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Like, politely have a nice day. Because no one respectfully (laughs) I was about to say a bunch of other really mean things there and I was like no let's be kind get the bleep button ready guys (laughs) but do you know what I mean like kind of fuck off to everybody a little bit like nobody gets to know what feels good for me Mm -hmm. and so I I, my heart goes out because I I I still struggle with that myself like is this enough you know and and so my heart goes out to everybody who feels like what they're doing is not enough and and I'm sorry that our society has made anyone believe that that's the truth because mm-hmm. the reality is that I believe everyone should be checking in with themselves and letting their internal voice be the driver for the decisions, not the external societal values that we've set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, tell me more about, like, do you have any particular, I don't know if you do have any particular, like, I don't know, stories about people in our community or anything, like any other common threads that you see where you're just like feeling like, oh no, like, you know, I'm sorry that society has done this to you. I definitely think one of the other main threads that I I say I, I probably talk about it almost every single day is trying to combat the negative self-talk that lives inside of people's heads. Like I can't, I can't tell you how many times I have used the example of listening to someone because I, anytime I talk to someone, I always want to hear everything they have to say, whether I agree with it or not. So if they are telling me how they feel so bad and they didn't do their workout and they're just the worst and all these things, I'll, I'll just kind of let them go with that. And then at the end, I'll stop and I'll, I'll say, okay, for example, let's say you're talking to your best friend. Your best friend just said all of these things to you. Would you look at them and go, yep, you're right. You're the worst. Why do we do that to ourselves? You literally just wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, period. And, and so I always tell people, I'm like, would you, if, if someone you love came to you and said all of these things, what would you say to them? And Almost every single time they'll go, oh, well, I would tell them that that's not true and that they are enough and that they do deserve love and kindness. And I'm like, okay, you need to say that in the mirror. Like, you deserve love and kindness and to feel happy in your body. And all of this negative talk that you're saying to yourself, like, you do not deserve that. And it's unjustified and stop it <laughs> and I think stop. that I think that the the truth too is that mm. a number on a scale or a standard that is set by a collective whole generations before us it, you reaching that or trying to reach that is not going to make you happy mm-hmm. I think that that is I, I just think if you can't be happy 
with exactly how you are today. It's just reaching for that thing is not going to do that. I think that's I think that's the story over and over and well, over again. Well, because it's never enough. Yeah. Like there's always more that people tell you that you should be doing. Yeah. Like if you're like moving your body four days a week you should be doing five yeah if you're moving your body five days a week well you should be doing six like yeah. it it's never enough until you get to a point where you're like okay it's enough like I can't and then at that point you either are just burnt out and physically can't do it anymore and are just grappling with all these things in your brain or you go the other direction and you're like, I'm I'm done with this. Like I'm not going to adhere to these standards anymore because they're they're inachievable and um I mean the standard right now is slim thick. Like that's the trend for bodies I, right you now. You know my favorite thing about Nina <laughs> is that the level of education I get with you about like modern cultural. Like I'm like, tell me what's going on because I don't know any of these things. Hot so, takes. With okay, yeah. What is it called again? Slim thick. Okay. Is the aesthetic that's in right now. You know, when we grew up in the '90s, like it was like Monocon friends. Like your arm had to look like a spaghetti noodle. Like that's what I wanted to grow up and look like. And um, now it's slim thick, which is like you've got really big boobs, you've got a really big butt, but like you have a thigh gap and you have a tiny waist in your ab show and I'm like so question mark when I am fuller uh, in my bust or bottom I generally am fuller also in my thighs and my waist <laughs> and yeah, um, in order to achieve that human. you literally need surgery unless you're just genetically gifted and like god bless you and I don't want you to feel bad let's about your body either let's not even call that a genetic gift because that's like, just that's just er, thank you I appreciate that call out that's just contributing to the bullshit but again like if someone is born and looks a certain way like I'm happy for them that's their experience but um it's a pretty impossible aesthetic to achieve because again even if you're working out all the time blah blah and you get you get thinner and you're trying to achieve that it's pretty also hard to then have body fat deposits in the places you want them so like again this is just kind of like diametrically opposed like you can't actually have both those things well it At was like I when can. we were talking earlier today about how like historically really curvy was like really in and yeah. then it went all the way Look to the, the other side and it was uh super and i'm like can we just have okay we've gone all these directions and no one's really been that happy so is there a way that we can just wake up and say that all the types are great <laughs> like do we have to pick i don't want to choose yeah yeah it's like can we just decide that's the other thing is like i don't really know where to like land my feet in because i also don't want if somebody wants to achieve a specific aesthetic and that feels happy to them i don't want to question their intention or their motivation maybe that really so it's like i want to just create a landing pad for safety and acceptance of everyone while also bringing to light that you don't have to look a certain way to cultivate happiness and meaning for your own life and that it's important to check in with your intentions and outside of that, I just want to create a landing space for everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like we don't have to pick one or the other. We could actually just be inviting of it all. Um, so it is complicated. I don't I don't know how black and white it is in terms of like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the body neutrality movement is something that I've been really fascinated by recently um, because I, I think body positivity is incredible. Um, but body positivity can be challenging for certain people because um, of their own relationship with their body, which, as we know, is really, really complicated. And you're not going to be able to tell someone else how they should feel about their body. But one of the things I like about the body neutrality movement is that, like, it's about accepting your body. Mm. I mean, like, maybe for 
you some days you do wake up and you love your body and like you're like loving your stretch marks and your wrinkles and and your freckles and all those things and maybe some days you're not as much but you still can accept and respect your body and practice that like self-esteem of like my body does amazing things for me Mm. it like lets me like hug my friends and talk to people I care about and like do all these amazing things like my body does so much cool stuff if I really check in with that it's not about how it looks it doesn't have to be about how it looks maybe one day I'll read the book bodies are cool you should I read feel the, like we should adults just do should have that, that, that book. No, yeah. it's it's really just highlighting that in this children's book. It's like I love reading it too because I'm like, bodies are cool. Like we don't need to They're amazing. When when somebody comes in and says that I have to look this way for this reason, we need to pause and just understand that that, that was something that was constructed. That's not actual truth. That was something that was told to us that doesn't have to be our truth. So I think it's just about acknowledging that and then having mindfulness around we get to kind of create our own truth. And I'm a believer in connect to a truth that serves you, right? So the truth of somebody else, like the standard, for instance, of a certain image, what was the name you called? Oh, slim, thick. Like <laughs> that. With two C's. <laughs> Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love you. Um, so like that might not resonate as my truth and that's okay because that might not that doesn't serve me and so just being able to accept and and find and that's the other thing as women I think it's really sad how like I feel like women need to actually come together in this rather than I think that the other the other shitty thing about this is that these standards and expectations have actually like drawn divisions between and judgment and projections and and in competition and I'm like oh my gosh can we just not do that women already have to kind of suffer enough with so many other uphill battles can we just come together with each other and celebrate each other's truth this might be what works for me and the thing that I want for my body this might be the thing for you this might be the thing for you and can we just offer each other like acceptance and love in that do we really have to go down the road of like well that's not the standard I adhere to so it's like it's wild to me even just not only do we do it to ourselves but I see women who we there's judgment and I just would love to remove that and just well there's no winning at that game right I mean you see the models in the magazines and they're like they're too thin and you see the women who are more full-figured they're too big it's like okay so where do we get to just be okay there's Mm -hmm. no there's no winning yeah it feels like a very scary time to be raising young children. I think the beautiful thing though, which both of you have highlighted is like, you know, your relationship with your mom and what she went through with the company she was working for. You made a really, really big difference in the next choices that you made, like after that experience. And I think we're all a product of that to some degree. Like I do believe that this isn't something we have solved right now, but it's something I think is being solved slowly over time because generationally, like I think about my mom and um, like, you know, God bless my grandma, but she said some horrible things to my mother growing up. Like, because it was okay. You'd be pretty if you weren't so fat. Mm -hmm. Like straight up just said those actual words. Like my mom's never said that to me and would never say that to me. And, um, and, and she has her struggle with her body today still but like she intrinsically believes that like I would be more valuable if I were thinner Mm -hmm. and she didn't raise me to believe those things and like the value wasn't placed on my body and and what it looked like it was more about what it could do and like if I wanted to play sports or whatever but like 
the point being though is that like I'm one generation step away from that and we're all one generation step away from that and then like you both have children um, I don't have children but like you guys are raising little people to have a different experience with their body and like that's just we're gonna get a little bit farther away each time and like as you said we don't have to continue participating mm-hmm. that's the hope that's the little granule yeah it's here. funny because like even my mom when she was in high school by society standards she was um, overweight and she was bullied a lot for that and so um, like targeted and bullied like pretty bad. Yeah. And um, I could see as she got older, um, she she had an interesting, I don't, I, I'd love to talk with her more about this if she would, but she uh, lost a lot of weight and like all of a sudden her metabolism kind of changed and then she kind of naturally leaned more towards being a slimmer figure. And I could tell that in a way she felt like, ha ha, to those people and I'm like oh like I'm that to me even in itself is like a false sense of happiness right and um then I because I and I say that because even though she gave them the thing that they were making that she kind of like stuck it to them in a way there was another side of it where I would watch her comment on her weight all the time and she was like kind of underweight in my opinion I mean I probably shouldn't even say that but I could just tell that like I'm like like you know as your parents get older you're like I want my mom to be strong and like I'm like she was very thin and she would be making comments on her weight to the point where I had to go to my mom and say listen I know you have struggles with whatever in your own body but like I absolutely cannot have you talking about your weight in front of my children it is it's not okay and I could tell she she couldn't even quite understand and maybe it's because in her mind, this is the gold standard that she was reaching. And so like, I've, I've met the goal. So like, why aren't we on the same page with this? And it just like really um, is sad to me that there's a lot of noises happening. What is that? Just someone with a sledgehammer on the roof, probably. <laughs> God knows. We work downtown, so things Wild. get crazy. <laughs> anyway, so it's like, you know, I, I watched her in a way get thinner over the years and f- like kind of fake feel good about herself. I don't know if that makes sense, but then yeah. also she, you know, wasn't feeling great in her body. So I'm like it the thinness does not equal the happiness. And no. then like I I really did had to kindly tell her, "Please, you know, your relationship to your body is yours, and I'm not here to dictate that, but I do need to set a boundary and say when you're around my kids you can't talk about your weight because it just how confusing for them to see this very small, thin woman complaining about how she gained two pounds. Like, I, I, I'm not available for it. And then at least I feel grateful for myself to be able to see that her going through that journey in her life, even though she got what she thought she wanted, didn't make her body necessarily feel good. And it didn't really make her emotional state feel good. So I think it's just another example of we think that this plus this equals value, equals happiness, equals worth. And I think that there's probably countless stories about how that's absolutely not true and how if we could come to the table with a little bit of awareness that my intention and my desire to feel a certain way in my body is mine and I'm gonna dictate that. And I know that that is a really tough battle. I can, I, I feel it in myself, fighting that like pressure coming in. I, I've said this every episode I've been, unfollowing certain people on Instagram just because I just want my mind to be filled with different things my algorithm is so 
confused. It's like, <laughs> you know how it only shows you like a, a certain percentage of like the number of people that you follow. So if you follow like a thousand people, maybe it only shows you like a hundred. It's like every day it's like a new batch and they're like, what about these people? I'm like, oh no, unfollow. Oh no, unfollow. Because I just, I can't do it anymore. What about this? Yeah. Your targeted ads must be a mess. <laughs> they're a mess. I'm really, I'm really sorry about Those that. Those poor media buyers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I think all we can do is talk about it. Uh, take the shame out of it. You know, this is not about harping on our mothers. For, they were it's doing the best that they knew how to do with exactly what was put in front of them, right? So we are thankfully being shown maybe a, a different way that feels like will serve us and future generations in a different way, hopefully for the better. So it's not about, it's actually about offering them like, oh, I'm so sorry that you were in a time where that was the only way. And how grateful are we that we are in a time where the door has cracked open to a different way. Like, mm -hmm. thank God for that. Yeah, that makes me so, it makes me so grateful for like kids who are growing up and will like hopefully have these uh, expectations removed that they should look a certain way. Like my, I have a, a cousin who's 11 and I have very intentionally never commented on her body ever. Like I will never look at her and go, wow, like you you look so pretty today. I'm always like, wow, you, you're so smart. Like you're so kind, like you're such a kind person and you're so loving. Like I very intentionally try to not pull any type of scrutiny, positive or negative, because right. it's like, I know that like, I just think about when people would comment on my mom's body and they'd be like, wow, you look amazing, like so beautiful. But like, I knew that she was miserable and it just is like a positive or I don't know if it's positive or negative reinforcement, but like if people keep commenting on your body when you like, let's say, for example, when you lose a lot of weight and people start commenting on your body, it just reinforces that like oh it's a positive I, I reinforcement for the it, toxic behavior yeah, yeah. and it, it, yeah, it kind of creates results. this mindset of like oh well now people are telling me that I look great and they weren't telling me that before so I have to keep this in order to keep feeling and looking great but behind the scenes you're like I feel miserable I'm really sad and but, I mean I think tell me if you think this happens because I I think this happens where you don't even realize that you're miserable. Mm -hmm. You're 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 holding it all together through this like I'm holding the pieces together like a facade because society tells me be this way, look this way, have this body image. Okay, I'm doing it this way. I'm ha it's almost like you're tricking yourself into believing you're happy, but I think when we pause and step back and go, where does all my energy go? Where are most of my thoughts going? Mm -hmm. Where does my action go? And then you're like wait, all my thoughts are obsessing about the scale. All of my action is going towards taking steps to make sure I look. Is that real? I mean, is that really making you happy? Does that bring you connection? And, and, and you know, I, I feel like they've, I, where did I hear this? They were doing studies on people who uh, were on their deathbed. And they were like, okay, tell me, tell me what your biggest life regrets are. And everyone said the same thing. I always find that, that that kind of research fascinating when there's like no connection with the people, but everyone's saying the same thing. It was never about how they looked. It was never about how much money they had. It was never about um, the house they had, the car they drove. It was literally like my biggest life regrets are that I did not have more connection with other. 
Connection with other does not mean you meet a number on a scale. Connection with other does not mean you look a certain way. It, it has nothing to do with that. Um, and so I always find that kind of stuff really fascinating that if we get to push fast, like if we could all spend an hour in our final moments, like have that mindset, how much different would our actions be today? Would we be spending time counting calories on the scale, watching this, doing that? Hell fucking no. No. <laughs> no. Hell I fucking mean, no. I might still exercise because it makes me feel good and it'll make me feel good in my body and give me more energy. But that is like, again, that is such a different intention than I'm doing this to look this way. And so, I don't know. It just, it fascinates me. If you could, I don't know, Casey, I'm curious. If you could, you know, you talk, you've been talking to our members every day for the last four years. If you could say one thing to them, what would you say? Mm. You can take a minute here if you want. Just something that you feel like you wish you could just. I think, I think the thing that I would want to tell them the most is like, you are worthy of love and kindness right now as you are right now in this moment not when you've lost 10 pounds not when you reach a certain dress or pant size like you are worthy of love and kindness right now in this moment and your body has brought you to this moment and it it deserves to be treated with kindness because I think there is such an idea of like oh, I will celebrate my body when I like get to mm. this goal weight. That's when I'll be able to celebrate my body. And it's like, that is not, that doesn't have to be true. Like I, I know personally, one of the best things I have ever done for myself in my entire life was decide to love myself. Like that has been, and I've like slowly started to see that resonate in various aspects of my life like I recently got a large tattoo on my arm and I always told it's amazing my, by the way I thank you <laughs> I always told myself like oh when my arms are a little bit smaller then I'll go get I'll go get that tattoo mm -hmm. because if it's smaller it'll look better and that's how I will reward myself with like losing this amount of weight and it got to a point where I was like I don't I don't have to do that Go, go get the tattoo now if you want to. Get the, get the crop top if that's what you're into. Also, also recently got my first crop top, which is Yay. never something I would, I thought I would do, but Let's it do was it. amazing. It's a crop top summer. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say as you are right now, is perfect and worthy of love. And if you do lose weight, amazing. That version of you also deserves love and kindness. If you gain weight, fine show yourself that loving kindness then too like don't wait don't wait to be a certain size because it's just there's always going to be something that tells you like oh wait a little bit longer like mm. go a little bit farther and then show yourself that loving kindness or do a little bit more and then you can accept yourself it's like just put that pressure out of your head and if you can just love yourself as you are. Like I, I do this practice where anytime I find myself like thinking something negative, I will intentionally stop and think of three positive things mm. to counterbalance it. And it has done remarkable things. Like it's really, really helped me and made me happier in my life. 
And I think that is what I, that is my hope for people is to try to help them get to that point as well. Because like self-love is so incredible when you embrace it. Um, and you don't have to wait. And you don't to have to it. wait. You don't have to, like it is work because you have to break down all of those toxic ideas in your mind. But it's so much better to devote the energy to that concept than to chasing something that isn't really achievable for most of us anyway. It's like it's like you're it's like you're chasing a dead end mm-hmm. versus we have, we have just limited right time. Now. Yeah. Like you yeah. could spend your whole life chasing that thing and not ever get there and then wake up one day and realize, "Oh, this is my last day on earth and I never ever took the time to stop and love myself." Mm-hmm. We don't have unlimited time and like what a horrible thing to miss out on experiencing loving yourself. Yeah, and it's like I I know that there is this idea that there's like people think that there's like the perfect version of themselves like this is my best self is when I'm this size or um I've had people tell me before like I know that like when I like lose this amount of weight that's when I will be like my best the best version of myself and I always find myself thinking and it's like but that that version doesn't exist yet and you are here right now in this moment like this can be the best version mm. of yourself. Like because you, the bar's just gonna keep moving, people. The bar's just gonna keep moving. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like that is an amazing note to end on. Just this idea of you don't have to wait. Buy the crop top. Get the tattoo you want. Just love yourself today. And the reality is, if you can't today, we kind of are saying you probably won't be able to when you maybe meet that standard. So time is precious and don't wait and I love that message and I hope that we can all lean into that a little bit more every day so thank you so much Kaysen I hope you can come back and visit us again we love having you here thank you so much for having me this was so much fun and we'll catch everybody next week have a great week everyone Bye. bye thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's show now before you go it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash challenge to sign up.